What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Susan Sirota, who's the CEO and co-founder of Wagget. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks so much, Matt. Super excited to be here. How's it going? It is going really well. It's it's a it's a beautiful day. I've been doing lots of podcasts and stoked to be chatting with you about what we're, what you're working on. So for people that haven't heard of Waggett who aren't familiar with what you're working on, can I, what is it? What what are you working on? Yeah, think about Waggett is an Apple Watch for our dogs and cats. So it is a smart health and GPS monitor that allows pet parents to get early indicators of pain or illness. So this sounds like a very impactful product, something that's like very, uh, you know, kind of a big deal. So walk me through so I, I don't have any pets, but let's let's say let's say I did. Can, I, can you kind of walk me through um, when I would get this, why I would get this and how ultimately I would use it, you know, if, if, if I had a pet? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's so interesting. We have over a thousand furry customers and the one thing that they all have in common is that their pet parents um, and their human ones have all had a pet in the past life and has lost them and never want to feel that pain again. And so our average dog is three. So we, we get on wagons from when they're puppies through their entire life because stuff happens. Right. And so we have a customer whose, um, dog had a bad reaction to flea and tick medicine. And we were able to discover that and potentially save the life. We've had dogs that have gotten into really a lot of chocolate and have been allowed to bring their dogs home. Um, and save thousands of dollars right there from an overnight stay. So it really is a product that can help throughout the course of life. And it does it by learning each dog's baselines. And so those change as well as they get old. And it alerts specifically the changes in their heart rate, their respiration rate, their heart rate variability, their body temperature, their positions, if they're in the eating, drinking position a lot more than normal. Um, also all of their activity and patterns, and it also does location. So th- this is awesome. I kind of, I'm curious, why did you get started with this? And what's the, what's the origin story um, for, for Waggett? Yeah, absolutely. So when I lost my last dog Mulligan, I was completely crushed, not just from losing him, which is pet parents, we all go through, but I knew him. He had literally saved my life. And I thought I would know if he needed me. And what I really didn't understand is that the closer you are to your animal, the more they hide pain. 
So they hide pain because they're pack animals and it's instinct because it's dangerous for the pack, but then they've learned to please us. And so service dogs and the ones we spend a lot more time with really have gotten, become experts at hiding it. And so when I lost Mulligan, I found out he'd been hurting for months and I let him down because I wasn't there for him like he was for me. And so this can't happen. There's all of this technology that exists for humans. And I started doing all this research and really nothing existed to help our, our pets. And so that was the day Waggett was born. And can you walk me through a little bit of what like an average day is for you as you work on it? You know, you talk, talk talking to to people with dogs. Are you fundraising? Are you shipping code? What What's a day in the life for you as you're working on this? I love that question, Matt. It is all of the above, one of the right. So there is not a day that is similar. So if I step back and look at my pro- my priorities, are really servicing our customers. Um, we have complete evangelists as customers. It's amazing. I mean, when you're really impacting their favorite furry family member, it matters. And they tell us their stories. And so making sure that they have what they need from us um, and leveraging them to drive additional sales. Because our best lead for our customers while we do additional marketing is we have working dog groups, trainers, breeders, vets, all as part of our customers now who have communities. So we want to give them support to help spread the word because they all get the fact that WAG can help them and can help contribute to all the data that can help pet health on a totally different level. So that's one. Shipping enhancements to our product is huge on the list as well, because we actually collect a lot more in Waggett than we're showing our pet parents. So we've gotten on our first thousand dogs so we can start really looking at that data. So for example, we're tracking ambient temperature. And I, in the background, am looking at the weather API, the humidity API, our dog's body temperature, so we can actually get to displaying accurate information. Because right now, just like your car, it bakes in the sun, it reads as really hot. And so we're doing a lot of things with additional information that we get to, to ship on a regular basis, which is great. And then really looking at partnerships um, and the right strategics for us. We're in this space where that entire pet health ecosystem understands the value of this data. So being able to create more and more insights with partnerships is huge for us. So pharma doing scientific studies with Waggots drives the predictability in our algorithms. We have pet insurance getting to the actuarial data sooner, drives better packages, the right food for the right DNA and activity levels. So you can see how this expands and those partners really are key for us. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And one thing you just mentioned and then mentioned before is that you've gotten, you know, you have a lot of customers, you have a lot of people using this. Congratulations on that. I, I, my, my question for there is what have been some of the things that you've learned about, about growing the customer base, about getting the initial users, you know, kind of, how do you go about doing that? Do you have any other kind of tips or tricks that you can share on how, how you made that happen? Yeah, absolutely. So um, initially when we looked at our first customers, we did not, we're not in a position to spend money. And so we really had to get creative. And so we basically really leveraged organic social as a starting point because people love sharing pictures of their animals and understand the broader mission. And so we built to a community of 125,000 followers online before we even shipped our product. And we did that really by sharing our, our knowledge and our love for animals and being really authentic in that and the mission that we're on because customers want to join it. 
And then we spend a lot of time in communities where we have animals, whether that is these influencer groups, like the working dog groups are huge, police dogs, um, search and rescue dogs, breeders, that's where we really get to tell the story and they're super excited to share. So that was how we got our initial customers. Um, now what we're doing is looking at how do we scale that, right? So we need to be able to really acquire customers. We've closed on half of our seaground. Um, we're still closing on the second half and the real use of funds there is to run a whole bunch of experiments. So we really need to nail our pricing to CAC ratio, um, customer acquisition cost of pricing. And there's so many different models that, right? We want to get real behavior, not just research on. And so um, that's a big thing right now is we've taken all of our high-touch offline plans online. And we are now looking at all of these different experiments to make sure that we understand for our message to market map, what's that right ratio? And really get us in the position to turn nickels into quarters. And if you were to take everything you're doing now on these experiments and whatnot and kind of zoom out and look forward at 5, 10, 15, 20 years, what does it look like then? Or I guess in other words, what's your big vision and what direction are you rowing in? Yeah, absolutely. So if I, as we step back, we believe that when the dog wins, the business will win. We have such an opportunity to close the gap between animal health and human health. And it just has not made the progress. You have 50% of dogs are dying of cancer. Humans are getting cancer at that rate, but we're early diagnosing. So the longer term vision is to really have this entire pet health ecosystem looking at applying everything we know from humans to our animals. So what is the right DNA for the right food, for the right activity? And how do you measure that impact on health? And Wacket being the wearable really gets to have that pet parent relationship and bring all those partners together um, to get those insights and have that deeper level of pet health. And so you can imagine all of the different directions that can go um, when you're looking at that 10-year horizon. And to help you make that happen and, and bring it to life, you'll need some help. You know, and you got all these people listening to this podcast that are here, here ready for it. So my question for you is how can the community help? Are you looking for, you know, customers, looking for investors? Are you hiring? How can the, uh, the forward thinking founders community assist? I love that. First and foremost, um, for all of you pet parents out there, go ahead and get a wagon. So we would love to get Wagon on your on your pups and, and have you be part of this journey. Um, and so that's that's a great way to help. Another thing is what gosh, I miss so much is serendipity. And so while that's a huge thing to ask for, if anyone's listening that says, wow, I think this business would be a great connection for you or something, I like that serendipity a lot and would love that. And then always, always open to talking to people who want to join us from the investment time, whether that's in this round or for the future. So love building those relationships as well. All right. And then for my last question, if someone wanted to get in touch, learn, you know, learn more online, um, you know, where can they find you? What's your website? Are you on social media? Do you have an email? How can people get in touch? Awesome. So yes, we are at www.waggit, W-A-G-G-I-T, and that's dot dog, D-O-G. And you can find me on Twitter at at Sirota, or feel free to as well email me directly at susan at wagget.dog. 
I have to, I have to say I I was today years old when I realized there was a dot dog a domain. Oh my gosh, that was that's that's incredible. Well, good for you for you, you just introduced. I, I bet that's news to a lot of listeners. That is awesome. I appreciate you that being your domain, and I appreciate you coming on to this podcast and sharing you know what you're working on. I wish you the best of luck 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 with Waggett, and you know thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, Matt. I hope you have a great day. You too. All right. Thank you for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders coming at you live from the radio station in Forward Thinking City. What is Forward Thinking City? Forward Thinking City is the number one place for people to break into tech and startups from anywhere in the world. Um, As part of Forward Thinking City, we have AMAs with some of the top founders and investors in the game. In addition, we have educational content on how to fundraise from top investors, how to build products in days, if not, you know, hours using no-code tools like Webflow and Adalo. We also have plenty of opportunities for you to meet other residents, for you to exchange ideas, for you to potentially hire residents, for you to potentially, you know, invest in residents or get investment, things like that. This all goes down in Forward Thinking City. If you are interested in joining the city as a resident, go to forwardthinking.city and become a resident for $20 a month. Or if you're just interested to see what's going on in the city, feel free to come to an AMA for free. Just go to forwardthinking.city and RSVP to one of the free events. But if you want full access, to all the networking events, to all the educational resources, and all the events we have to offer. Become a resident for $20 a month, and you will be able to experience all the city has to offer. All right, I'll see you on the other side. See you there.